0: Hello, and welcome to High T Obsessed. I'm your host, Thomas Boomhauer, and today you find yourself listening to a, you know, special, maybe experimental episode of the podcast, because this episode I'll be doing something I haven't done before, and that is an instant reaction pod. So I haven't done one at all, I don't believe, and this is definitely the first one that I'm doing for Marvel's What If, and that is because... Uh, what if episode five is the zombie episode and holy cow, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So I don't know how this will go. You know, I don't know how it'll turn out, but hopefully it's good. Hopefully you enjoy it out there listeners. And you know, we're certainly going to see what happens first and foremost, let me just say, because generally I'm very terrible at this. We're going to be having a lot of spoilers here, right? Uh, it's obviously it's a reaction episode. I'm going to be doing the plot. I'm going to be talking about some of the things from that episode, some of the things I liked, maybe some of the things that I didn't like, some of the uh, valuable players, stuff like that. Um, so we're going to have spoilers for the whole MCU minus the first four episodes of What If, and obviously episode five is going to be spoiled heavily. So if you haven't seen that. Tune out now. I don't think I spoil anything from WandaVision, from Loki, anything like that. So you should be good. But just, you know, stay on your toes for spoilers. So here's how this episode is going to go. Instant reaction stuff, talking about my thoughts. Um, maybe a little bit about what if overall, but mostly like no spoiler stuff, just as a show, as a concept. And that's it really, you know, typical reaction pod stuff. Not going to be going too deep. It's see my pants instant. Reaction, instant thoughts. And then I'll close out, we'll close out here with recommendations and the stuff I've been into lately, like always. So if you're a regular listener of the show, you probably know I'm a medium comics fan. So what I mean by that is that I love the comics that I've read, but I don't have a deep well to draw on. So some of my favorites include Superior Spider-Man. That's actually the series that got me into comic books. I was totally out on them before that. Um, And then I read Hitman's Fantastic Four run, which was incredible, obviously. That included the Future Foundation, stuff like that. And then I read The Book of Doom, because I just love Doctor Doom. He's a really cool villain. Uh, And then I read some, late. I think I read three of the Moon Knight uh, arcs. And I love Moon Knight. He might be my favorite character. Some Deadpool stuff. And, you know, that's not by any means everything that I've read. But those are, like, the main touchstones that I've read. Um, I also read invincible in like a weekend the whole like 1800 page omnibus and that was incredible i think that's my favorite start to finish series of any of them and one thing that i really love in marvel is checking out all the what ifs because they're so weird like a lot of them are just really cool and explore all these wacky things that like could have happened in comics and just like random scenarios some of them are really short and it's like you know, some kind of dumb, like, what if, um, like, what if Tony Stark had blonde hair or something like that, and then some of them are huge reimaginings of events that we've already seen, so, and that's just something I like, you know, I love when companies go for it, even if, I mean, I guess why one if, what if is very low stakes because not that many people read it, and it's pretty, like, it's just a random, not canon, basically, but, when it was announced that Marvel was going to be doing What If and the MCU and it was going to be doing an animated series on Disney Plus, I was stoked. I was in, you know, I especially when they announced a lot of the voice cast would be coming back. And then especially when they announced that Jeffrey Wright, who has an incredible voice and is like just a great actor in general, um, that Jeffrey Wright would be uh, Yuto the Watcher. Yuto? I don't know how to say it. Uh, but just the Watcher, I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like, they're going for it. They're going to make some really cool stuff. And then the first episode came out, which I'm not going to spoil anything, just that's the Captain Tartar episode. I was tepid. And then the second episode, I was like, that's kind of fun. It was, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord? But not, like, nothing incredible. And then 3, 4, and 5 are very good. I'm not going to get into any of those. Just to say, it's, I think... It's mostly been what I was looking for, but a little darker than I was anticipating, which is kind of cool. But episode five, zombies, of course, again uh, brought into brought one of Marvel's. I don't know how to describe it. Like I think it was fairly well reviewed, and it was received fairly well at first. But Marvel Zombies was brought to animated life, and I know Marvel has kind of run the zombie thing into the ground with reboots and reimaginings and all that stuff. Especially, which is, like, we're, like, past the zombie trays now. Like, even The Walking Dead is on its last slide. So like, what are we doing here? But, you know, I was excited to see Marvel Zombies on the screen, even if it's a smaller screen. And, confession, I haven't read the Marvel Zombie comics. And maybe this tips my hand to how I thought of this episode. But, after seeing this episode, I'm definitely going to check it out as soon as I can. So, from here on out, spoilers abound. Beware. Go away if you're not, if you haven't seen the episode. Because all you lovely people listening out there, let me say, this episode slapped. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was like, it was so great. Quick recap. Uh, we start with Dr. Bruce Banner being sent off to Earth just like the beginning of Infinity War. He got his ass kicked. He's sent through the Sanctum Sanctorum. He's like, Thanos is coming. He's coming. And then instead of Dr. Strange and Juan there to go, who? No one's there. So he looks for some clothes. He gets some clothes. He's dressed like a sorcerer, kind of goes out into the streets, empty streets. He's like, oh, God, am I too late? You know, natural reaction. Turns out New York zombified. And that's a huge twist. And so Banner's out there by himself on the street. And Tull Obsidian and Ebony Maw roll up. They do their whole hear me and rejoice bit. And they're going to Earth, look for the stones, do their thing. And the Hulk won't come out, so he's like, fuck. But then, Tony, Strange, Wong come, and they start beating the crap out of Ebony Maw and Toll Obsidian. And Banner's like, oh, let's go. The boys are here. You're done. And they're, you know, kicking ass. And then he's like, that's that's a bit much because they start eating them. And then they notice him. They start coming at him. He's like, oh, Holt still won't come out. Looks like he's toast. He gets saved by uh, a bunch of insects that start flying, eating the zombies, which used to be his friends and also his enemies. And he's saved by Ant-Man and Hope Pim. And so this is a precursor because, as we see throughout this episode, a lot of violent action and um, deaths for our Avenger zombies. So it's revealed that Hope, Scott, and Hank caused this zombie apocalypse. That's Hope and Hank Pym, Scott Lane, because they try to rescue Janet from the quantum realm, like we saw in Ant Man and the Wasp. Except she was infected with a quantum virus in this reality. She takes out Hank. They come back into our reality. They take out Scott, and then the West Coast falls. The Avengers roll up, obviously. There's zombies all over the West Coast. Someone's going to react to it. And we got the Avengers minus Thor, because he's in space, didn't beat up by Thanos at this point. And T'Challa is joining them. So Ant-Man takes out Cap, he's strange, bites him on the neck. And then all the, the rest fall, like, pretty quickly. And the Watcher tells us that once Earth's mightiest heroes fell, no one could withstand them. So that was cool, because, like, I was confused how they were going to make this work. Because you assume they're zombies. They Even if they have powers like Cap, um, like, no big deal, really, because they're dumb, but they maintain the use of a lot of their faculties, like, Iron Man can use his suit, Hawkeye, will see, can, is still deadly with the arrows, Cap has a shield, stuff like that. The sorcerers have their powers, and I'm confused how they became zombies, but whatever. Anyway, so we see, we meet the collection of survivors, because, um, I mean, that's just what we gotta do. So, among the survivors, it's Ant-Man's friend, Kurt, who's, like, the weird I have heard of this guy, like the, yeah, like the, it's David Dasmilchin, I think is how you say it, doing like a bad voice acting job. Uh, so we got him, we got Bucky Barnes, Spider-Man, Hope Pym, Happy Hogan, Sharon Carter, and toy from, um, the, from, uh, Black Panther, Deny to Rise character, I'm, realizing now I'm terrible at pronouncing names, which I've already known, but anyway, that's like a weird nice group of survivors. A lot of people like without superpowers, um and maybe not the squad you would have expected to survive. So they go to Grand Central Station because they got they have to a shield base in New Jersey, the one that Captain America was on, the one they get the pin particles from in Endgame. Uh because apparently there's some another survivor colony there. So, classic, get-to-the-other-group-of-survivors type zombie story. Spider-Man has some jokes about how none of the others have seen zombie movies. He's doing his thing. Um, You know, like, movie references, stuff like that. Making jokes, keeping it light, keeping it good for everybody. Says we shouldn't split up. Haven't you guys seen a zombie movie before? Haven't you seen horror movies? Toy is like, yo, like, we don't have zombie movies. We don't have horror movies in Wakanda. We just watch American reality TV. You know, solid burn, solid burn. Anyway, Spider-Man was right because... Happy goes down, shot by Hawkeye, and then turned into a zombie. Sharon has to kill him. I don't remember. I think she kills Hawkeye, too. Someone does, if not. And like I said, that's super cool because like Hawkeye is out here sniping people while zombified. Uh, Falcon, in his wingsuit, attacks them, Toy and uh, Bucky, and almost kills Bucky, but then is cut in half. Like... Head to toe in half. It was crazy. And they get on the train. Which was j- basically jump started. Because Spider-Man made a giant slingshot. With it. And was saved by the total Levitation. Who was just like knocking zombies down left and right. Saving everybody's ass the whole time. And they're on the train. Sharon gets zombified by Captain America. Who ambushed them somehow. And then him and Bucky fight. Bucky cuts him in half with the shield. Darth Maul style. He falls out of the train. Crazy stuff. Um, Hope explodes Sharon. From inside of her. And it's disgusting. But uh, Hope is infected. Her infection progresses slowly. She uh, turns herself into giant wasp. And gets them over a horde of zombies. Into the base. The army base. And they're like oh no. Why aren't the zombies attacking? Turns out Vision's there. And the Mind Stone emits a frequency. That repels the zombies. And after experimenting with it. He was able to. Cure Scott. However, Scott's just ahead, which, you know, good news, bad news type of situation. Another thing of bad news is that he's feeding people, including T'Challa, and in a crazy twist, to a zombified Wanda Matsumoff, who he has imprisoned. But he shoots at her, and I guess the tiny little hole allows her to insert her magic, and then she escapes, and that's not good. So Wanda escapes, she just kills a toy. Uh, Bucky, and then Vision buries her underground and kills himself to allow them to use the Mind Stone to, um, like, get a frequency to Wakanda. And also, I guess, to atone for his sins and because he didn't want to live in a world without Wanda, which is, like, incredibly dark. He rips the Mind Stone out of his own head. Wanda's not dead, of course. Comes out, um, like, what is going on? Like, you know, she goes off. She's using her magic. They're not going to make it to the the twin jet, which is in the hangar. It's like T'Challa, Spider-Man, Scott end up in there. Banner comes out, gives Peter the Mind Stone. It's like go to Wakanda. The Hulk finally comes out. Him and Wanda fight. We're left, I guess, to assume that he is... Let me think. Let me think. Sacrificing himself to do this? I don't know. I wish we saw more of the zombie Wanda versus Hulk fight. Anyway, we have... Spider-Man, who's a little bit down in the dumps at this point. Scott Lane's head in the Cloak of Levitation, which was a nice little bit. Um, T'Challa, with at least one of his legs missing, and maybe more. They're flying to Wakanda, and, you know, things look dark now. All their friends are dead, but they're going to get to Wakanda. They're going to save the day, right? Well, we forgot something, because Thanos, like, yeah, fucking Thanos is there waiting for them. He's got five of the Infinity Stones ready to rock, just waiting for the, t- um, the Mind Stone, and he's going to be able to do whatever. And here's another thing, Thanos is a zombie. So that's that's a lot, and then the episode's over. And that's, like, that's crazy, crazy stuff. I absolutely loved it. Really, really enjoyed this week's episode of What If. Um, I do really like that Disney Plus has gone weekly episodes for the most part. And it just makes it easier to watch, honestly. Like, when everything's dropped all at once, like um, Netflix still does, it's just, like, almost exhausting to watch it all because you want to watch it all at once. Anyway, that's besides the point. Right off the bat, let's get into the voice cast because that's one of the things that I, like, pay attention to most when watching these episodes because it's a mixed bag. Not only in terms of, you know, which episode or of which MCU actors we see, Returning to voice their animated counterparts, but also in terms of like the quality of voice acting these actors are giving. Um, because some of them are just not good at all, I found. So I specifically remember in the first episode, Sebastian Stan, bad job of voice acting, really tough line readings from the guy at times. Um, and he was definitely better in this one. Chadwick Bozeman was okay in the episode where he was star lord but he was really 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 good in this stuff um in this one and just like great stuff of course from chadwick boseman who would be surprised nobody um i thought for the most part all the returning actors did a great job in this one except for um david dasmalchian as kurt kind of rough i thought that um so Tom Holland did not voice Spider-Man probably because of weird property concerns of over the TV the animated rights between Sony and Marvel so um Spider-Man was voiced by Hudson Thames Hudson Thames who I guess was on Mad Men I, I thought he did a very good job I thought he captured the spirit of Tom Holland Spider-Man he had the right youthful exuberance he had the right sort of uh, he sounded a lot like him. And it was just like you didn't—you like, you knew it wasn't Tom Holland, but you didn't really get distracted by it at the same time. So key takeaways from this episode and this season overall so far. What if it's dark? It's dark as fuck right now, guys. Um, Cloak of Levitation is awesome. Awesome as all get out, if you will, especially in this episode, uh, because it pretty much saved everyone the whole time, like a lot of the time. Just absolutely unreal showing, crazy stuff from our guy, the float of Levitation, who I think if we look at his its appearances in the MCU, it's pretty close to batting a thousand. It's just like, it fights Thanos for a little bit, like, Doctor Strange by himself, he just goes to the total of Levitation, he says, don't let him um, close his hand, I guess, open his hand. Just like, unreal showing, saves Doctor Strange a bunch of times, we love to see it. Something I forgot to mention earlier in the episode, which is that Spider-Man actually made a home movie type of infomercial for how to survive the zombie apocalypse, which was very funny, of course. It reminded, you know, it's a little bit of Zombieland, but it reminded me a lot of Daybreak, which was this absolutely just bonkers Netflix uh, series that was like a bunch of rich suburban LA kids in Glendale surviving the zombie apocalypse. Uh, it was cancelled after one season but it was fucking in- insane it had like a Dave black samurai named Wesley who his internal narrative was um narrated by the RZA it had like a little girl who was doing Martin Storzesi riffs um the main guy was doing Ferris Bueller stuff just like you love to see it great show justice for that fucking show how dare Netflix cancel it bring it back I don't care that the kid actors are all old now Make it happen, happen. Okay. Now, in terms of what if, I still have some questions, right? After that tangent. Here are some questions. What's going on with Zombie Thanos? I think it's a fair question. He's got five Infinity Stones, soon to be six. Um, I mean, no one's really fucking with normal Thanos. How did someone bite him? Like, you know? That's kind of wild. Anyway, what are you gonna do with, like,. Thanos, he's a zombie, he's semi-intelligent still, he's got five stones, soon to be six. Also, 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 what does zombie Thanos want? What are his goals? What are his, like, what's he trying to do? Why does he want the stones still? Could it be that zombie Thanos is a good guy? Because, here's the thing, why does he want the stones? It seems like these zombie characters are semi-intelligent still, um... And like, what's like, what is he going to, what is zombie Thanos going to do with the stone, the infinity stones? Is he going to snap and erase half of the universe? That seems weird. Is he going to snap and turn everyone into zombies again? That seems weird. Is he going to snap and turn things back to normal, but erase half the people possibly? And that seems like a fair outcome at this point. So I think, I feel like in this, what if universe Thanos zombie, Thanos is a good guy. So, once he has all six stones, Zombie Thanos is going to know everything, right? He's omnipotent. And, like, presumably he'll counter the zombie virus at that point and he'll cure everyone? Like, what is going to happen? That's, I hope, like, we need to know that. Put that out. What if tell us? Maybe it's just left to the imagination. Because, like, does making the population zombies solve the resource crisis? Is the existing population being zombies? Does that solve the resource crisis? Zombies probably want more people to eat and not zombies to zombie. So that's interesting. I don't know. Um, Another question that this brings up. What would be the worst zombie world to try to survive in? So in order to establish that, let's run through some of the zombie worlds I can think of off the top of my head. Um, We have The Walking Dead. Slow moving zombies. Zombies aren't really a threat. It's mostly the people. Because the people in that universe are evil, 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 evil. Just awful people. Not who you want to deal with any day of the week. Um, the original Dawn of the Dead. Very slow moving zombies. The people sort of ditch. Uh, mostly they're stupid. I mean, not, not too not too bad. The Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. Pretty fast zombies. People are medium evilness. Mostly dumb again. Some evil people. bad bag. Zombieland. Um, people are good. We like the people there. The zombies are medium-paced. Really, really dumb zombies. Um, World War Z book, the mo- zombies are slow. They can build up like do that ramping thing. Really resilient, like bacteria doesn't get to them or anything. World War Z movie. Zombies are incredible fast. They turn very quickly. Uh, they're like Usain Bolt, but like also Ray Lewis. Uh, very scary, too. They're just like kind of dips. And then now there's Marvel Zombies. So before this, I definitely would have said that the World War Z movie zombies were the worst ones to try to interact with, right? Maybe them, or I guess uh, 28 Days Later, if you consider those zombies. Because they're fast moving, they get infected really quick, any like small bite, anything like that, you're screwed. Now though, I think Marvel Zombies has to take a, the cake, a, a, because like the Watcher said if earth's mightiest heroes are zombies like what are you you're fucked you can't do anything because they're just gonna kill like they defeated thanos they defeated loki of Asgard. you can't turn around and be like yeah we're gonna take down earth's mightiest zombies no sir but on the flip side right where's the best zombie world to try to survive in i think it's got to be Zombieland, right because somehow the whole world fell in that but you don't have, to, like, the, if you're nice with it, you can just kill zombies as we see in that one and then also Zombieland 2. And also, even if you're not, like, super good at survival, all you have to do is put on zombie makeup and, I guess, like, smell bad, like Bill Murray did, and you're chilling. Like, you can just walk around and play golf and see Eddie Van Halen as a zombie and just be like, I'm Bill Murray, I'm a zombie, and you're fine until you get shot by a nerdy kid. I think my math shuts out there. I think it checks out both in terms of the worst movie uh zombies to try to survive with and the best anyway out of that tangent again um marvel zombies is sick i really want to check out at least the very least the original run of those comics now i really like this episode and i really like what if overall at this point um this episode especially though it was awesome it was paced really well it was very fun surprisingly really really dark uh some wacky stuff um, and then also have like, a good amount of lightheartedness light like, they're to be like, hey, Ant-Man is Paul Rudd and he's ahead in the jar. By the way, um, Vision is feeding T'Challa slowly to Wanda. But Ant-Man's ahead and he's in the of levitation. So that's pretty cool. And it just like it was a good episode. Really good, really good mix. And another thing that was really cool about it is that the action was crazy, like very brutal. And it was an example of why I was excited for the What If series because it allows them to explore these characters and just do like really brutal things like exploding sharon carter and cutting captain america in half and cutting falcon in half because he was falcon he wasn't cap yet in this continuity and just like get away with things that we're not allowed to do with the rest of the mcu because this one has lower states it can just be experimental see what character see what um audiences respond to and stuff like that see what you can have characters get away with. also in general i really really like the animation style of this series I thought it's been, it's like really cool and just has a just has a good look to it. It's a nice blend of like, not too real, but like it's fake enough to give us distance from the MCU characters, but it's real enough that it feels like there are states in this universe. Uh, let me say this, let's wrap up the episode. I kind of missed the whole zombie craze. If you remember from like the mid 2000s to mid 2010s, we got some good stuff out of it. The World War Z book is incredible. It might be, it's definitely one of my favorite books, maybe my favorite. The uh, first few seasons of The Walking Dead were incredible, like legitimately must-see TV every Sunday night, and it did get kind of repetitive and dark, especially once, you know, Trump was elected and the world itself got pretty dark at that point. I'm a little washed now in terms of my likelihood of surviving the zombie apocalypse, Um, but I was 100% that dude back in high school that was drafting zombie survival plans, like, you know trying to convince my mom that we needed a treadmill so we could put it outside the door so the zombies wouldn't be able to walk up it because we would just have a generator and have it on reverse so the zombies would fall off it i was like getting all the trying to get all these knives when i could for my birthday and stuff i was always like okay here's what we do here's where we would go and so i think i have some of that knowledge baked in so i think i still have some of that institutional knowledge built into myself so i think i would do I would do okay, you know, but I wouldn't do as well as I would have in high school. So, what would my chances be if I had a ballpark them? I'm, I'm going to say 69% chance of survival. Anyway, you lovely people. I think I've exhausted the well in terms of solo reaction content to Marvel's What If Episode 5. If you want to hit me up on Instagram, uh, what have you, with feedback to see if you want to be like, hey that reaction episode sucked never do it again if you want to be like hey keep experimenting with the reaction episodes and see if you can make them better see if maybe you can get some guests in on reaction episodes to make them work that could be a move too you know really just whatever you want if you want to tell me hey don't keep hitting your blue light glasses with your uh, windscreen when you're recording because it makes an annoying sound definitely feel free to do that because i'm annoyed at myself for doing it so much um anyway that brings us to the recommendations for this week this week I've been big time into Star Trek and that's weird because I've never really been into Star Trek before I've always been a fan of the Chris Pine uh Zachary Quinto Star Trek movies from 2009 through 2016 so I think that's Star Trek Star Trek Into Darkness and then Star Trek Beyond Star Trek Beyond uh and like I've said on earlier shows I think Chris Pine's great like just good stuff. I think he's a really good Captain Kirk. Or just I don't know if he's true to like William Shatner's version of the character, but I like his rendition at least. Anyway, so uh, my girlfriend Maddie and I watched the 2009 Star Trek over the weekend, and then we watched a few episodes of the Star Trek: The Original Series on Paramount Plus, which are all like remastered and stuff. And they're really long; they're like 50 minutes each. Uh, we also watched the original unaired pilot which had some other dude as uh it wasn't even Captain Turk, it was was Captain Pike and then um that actor because the pilot wasn't picked up signed on with some other show I think and then or just like left Star Trek because it was pretty experimental for the time and then they brought in William Shatner as Captain Turk, and it didn't have like any of the it had Spock and Pike but the rest of the guys weren't there so that was interesting but, anyway, the actual original series, it slaps. It's, like, it's really good, I think. I'm only, like, five episodes in, but it's good so far. We got some real Twilight Zone-type vibes, and that might just be the era. But it's really good stuff. I really liked it, and I can't wait to check all this stuff out. Just, like, over the next year, I guess, because there's a lot of content at this point. But just knock out all these, like, Star Trek, the original series, the animated show, maybe, the all the movies, um... Discovery, the one with Charles Xavier, I'm blanking on that one, the Picard, um, and like the one with Red from Orange is the New Black, like all the Star Trek stuff, I'm going to be a Trekkie in 2023 by the time 2023 rolls around, so that's exciting news guys, uh, also just in terms of Star Trek stuff, I also re-watched William Shatner's rendition of Rocket Man. Because, guys, it's so weird. It's like, it's awesome. Just check that out. Go on YouTube as soon as you get off here. Hop on YouTube, check that out, search William Shatner, Rocket Man, and you're going to be like, thank you. Thank you, Thomas. That was incredible. But that's all I got for you guys this week. And I'll be back with a new episode on Tuesday. I'm not going to say what yet because I never live up to it. And also, I've got a few balls in the air right now. I'm juggling them. So we'll see. I might have some very special guests on Tuesday or I might just be a solo pod or like normal guests. We'll see. So it might be an interview. Something like that. After that, that episode is technically supposed to be the planned season finale of season 2 of High T Obsessed. And so I think I'll probably take like a little break and release episodes sporadically for probably until October, maybe early November, and then come back with some new thoughts, some new takes. i am been reevaluating how I want to do the show. I might do some more, like, centralized content. Like, more, not necessarily have a niche, but, like, maybe I'll do four to five episode little one-off series type of things like I've mentioned before. But anyway, I just got, i got to do a lot of thinking. That's on me. Anyway, sorry for thinking all out there. As always, if you did what you're hearing, make sure to hop on Apple Podcasts Drop a five-star rating and review because it's just, it's nice to do. And to follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, tell people about the pod. Say, listen to High Tea Obsessed. It's great. It slaps. It's getting better. It's weird. Whatever you want to say. Uh, be sure to follow the pod on Instagram at hi T underscore Obsessed underscore podcast. And on Twitter at Hi-K TO Podcast. For updates, memes, musings, book reviews, and stuff like that. So until next time, stay positive, stay upbeat, and watch out for zombies.